Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. You've just finished listening to the sermon. Now let's get into the overflow. We're glad you're here. running in football. No, you know, you do suicides, right? Yeah. You ever do it on a hundred yard field? Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. No, you just did it on a 90 foot court. I just did it on a 90 foot court, yeah. Right. Oh, you went, oh, that's how what they do? They make the them whole run, field. They make them do every lot, every like every line. 10 yards? Yeah. I've done football field workouts, but not, <laughs> not, not suicides on a football field. Oh, no. <laughs> I would turn around and go home if they mentioned it. Like, this is what we're going to do today. Crazy. Then it, it, my football experience was kind of weird. I went out my junior year uh-huh. and uh, didn't have any cleats. Mm-hmm. Didn't have, like, transportation. Didn't have, like, money for food. So they do two a day. So mm-hmm. I either be hungry. So I just walk home. Oh. It was horrible. <laughs> I was out there with, with um with old Jordans on instead of cleats. Sliding on the Sliding feet. everywhere. So when I went out that was it was just a bad experience for me. I can understand that. Yeah, no. I'm so sorry. I didn't have the right equipment. Probably had the right equipment. I was I was doing good, I thought I was. Mm-hmm. Except we was doing like drills and it was like a non-contact drill, but I pushed the quarterback out of out of bounds. Oh. I almost tackled one of the running backs. Yeah, because I I didn't know that was my first time out there. Oh, okay, so you had no prior like no no youth football. What about just like general like knowledge rules of the game? Did I you know the game? I just didn't know like. What we were doing in practice. Oh, got it, got it, got it. And then one time they put me at like cornerback, and it, it, it didn't work because like I thought he had gave the running back the ball, mm-hmm. and everything looked like the running back had the ball, but then they threw it to the dude that was in the end zone, and I was on the sideline chasing the running back. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, but. I had fun the couple of days I went out there. I mm-hmm. should have stayed with it. Yeah, but even no. it'd be hard to stay with it in that moment because you're like, I don't have this, mm-hmm. I don't have that. It's just right. like, it's not. Is it worth it? Which that can be difficult. When you say that, it made me think about that. Um, if it were, it make me work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. My bad. 
you were going in? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh the people can't know past no Missy Elliott. <laughs> they can. They can. That's cool. Yeah, we gotta get. Um, yeah, gotta start rolling. <laughs> um. So that's cool. Welcome everyone to MTZ Overflow Podcast. I am your host Cassandra Thorpe, and I'm here with our Reverend Doctor Marcus Allen Senior. How's it going? Going pretty good. You just got an award, didn't you? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you know, you don't do any work for awards, but when people honor your work, it's um, it feels good. Mm. It feels good. So tell the people what what you earned. It was um, the Wisconsin Faith Forces. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a nonprofit organization that speaks up on behalf of justice for all people. They gave me an award for being a force of justice. Mm. And I think it's pretty cool. They've been around for 10 years, and I've only been here for five years. Mm-hmm. And to be able to get something like that from, I guess it's a trusted organization. Um, and also um, have a, it's incremental with different religious organizations within it. And for them to see that, um, that work in me mm-hmm. is uh it's tremendous mm-hmm. um when i came here when i came to madison that was one of my goals to be active in the community mm-hmm. um my previous church it was in a rural setting um it was a family church mm-hmm. and when there was a problem the family would take care of it and i found out about six to eight weeks later uh, this happened, but so-and-so took care of it already. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I could sit in my office there probably three weeks. No one would knock on my door. Hmm. Come here, can't sit 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it also gave me an opportunity to be engaged with um, um, the work to help the least, the lost, the left out, and left behind. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I try to live by the scripture that says, um, when I was sick, did you visit me? Mm-hmm. When I was hungry, did you feed me? Uh, when I was naked, did you clothe me? When I was in prison, did you come visit me? Mm-hmm. And they asked Jesus, when have we ever seen you this way? Mm-hmm. He said, when you do this to the least of these, you've done it unto me. So I stand by the model, the philosophy of this, serving others is serving God. And so... For them to see that in me, um, and then to you know, see like uh, many of our church members on and and my family, they they mm-hmm. support me one hundred percent. To see them on, and know if it was in person, they probably would have been here and flooded the place out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we were. Uh, it was it was a great. It was great. It was great to see. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, congratulations, mm-hmm. Pastor, for for doing all that continued work. And I know that. It it carries a lot of weight because people will ask questions and say like, oh, yes, Pastor Allen, Pastor Allen this, Pastor Allen that. So your name is very much part of the Madison community. So mm-hmm. continue to do great work and, and serve the people. Yeah, it's crazy because like a new pastor come to the area, he was like, uh, he need to get with me because I'm the OG of Madison. I'm like, yo, I've been here five years. <laughs> um, I'm still trying to find my way. Uh, we're still adjusting to this area. I don't think I'm an OG at all. 
You got to just walk in that OG <laughs> You got to walk in it. <laughs> no, it ain't me. It's not you? It's not me. It might be. I mean, come on, just. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, but what's crazy, CT? Mm, tell me. You know, next month is like a milestone month for me. Oh, what's happening next month? Yeah, July. So July, I think 13, it'll be 25 years of preaching as a licensed minister. Wow. Wow, that's a long time. That's crazy. 25 years. Uh, July 21st, it'll be um, 15 years of marriage. I've been married to my wife for 15 years. So that's a huge milestone. Yes. And then July 30th, I turned 40 years old. (gasps) Big four. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) So dramatic. <laughs> so, so next one is like a milestone one for me, and so I'm gonna try to celebrate the best I can. Oh, so you got plans? Yeah, 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 yeah. Got some plans for my wife. She don't know what they are. She keep begging me, asking me to tell her, but I won't. Okay. Um. Then uh, for my birthday, we're going to Punta Cana. Ooh. Yeah. Did you want her or it's family trip? <laughs> no family. Uh, oh, kids okay. I'm don't sorry. Go on uh-uh. <laughs> and then. <laughs> Uh, trying to plan also <laughs> try to do like some type of birthday celebration here because mm-hmm. I'd be in Punta Cana on my birthday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's good. You deserve to celebrate your birthday mm-hmm. big. Right. I don't think, I thought we only, I only had one birthday party that I know of. I think that was on my 30th. Okay. So do do decades. Do the <laughs> yeah. decades. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't be caring. <laughs> but this year I care. Okay. Because, you know, uh, I'm getting on the on the other side where I might not have as many birthdays, oh. so I might as well celebrate if the Lord allowed me to see that day. As you should, yes, ma'am. So while you're out on your birthday celebrations and, and wedding anniversary, do you are you a do not disturb person? No. Oh, so oh, okay, so I'm weird. <laughs> um, I still check email. <laughs> <laughs> I I might I might now okay. based off you know this sermon series. It convicted you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might. You know, I've been been listening to a lot of uh, self help and, mm-hmm. and um, uh, mental awareness and yeah. and being able to turn stuff off. Um, just you saying that, you know, I just learned how to use the do not disturb feature on the phone. Really? Yes. And you were calling out. Church folk last week, and you didn't know how to use it on your own phone. I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna be real on here, Pastor. That, that, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so I don't know. I knew of it. I knew what it was. I knew mm-hmm. what it was for. Um, but I didn't know how to use it on my own phone. Okay. But now I do. Like you can set it. Like I can set it. Like do not disturb until I leave this location. Mm-hmm. Or I can say, do not just to set my sleep uh, for on the phone. At, like, I'm going to bed at 10, I'm getting up at 6. And mm-hmm. so at 10, the phone goes to do not disturb mode. And at 6 a.m., they wake me up with an alarm. Um, and that's full eight hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, the weather here, I mean, the, the sunlight time is crazy here. So mm-hmm. in the summertime, the sun comes up about 4.45, 5 a.m. And so with me, when the sun comes up, 
Mm-hmm. My body like get up. Oh, yeah. And I'd be like, no, I want to stay here. Can I sleep at least <laughs> to seven o'clock? Yeah. But I'm like, nah. So I get up and get at it. Mm. And Tara, she's a, I try to go back to sleep. She be gone. She she's an early bird. Okay. But uh, but I'm just learning, you know, how to use that, you know, because like um. One of my relatives, every time I call her, never answer the phone because her phone is always on. Do not disturb. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So, so, uh, that that's uh, was leading to the sermon series. But then, you know, um, also when you go to hotels and you don't want to want to come in your mm-hmm. room, you take that placard and put it on the outside, saying "Do not disturb." Mm-hmm. So. I know how to use that, CT. That's good. <laughs> but I really was looking at, um, when it comes to sermon series, it's going back to the theme of the year, being a simple church. Mm-hmm. And that's prayer, preaching, um, practicing our faith in people. Mm-hmm. And so um, we want to really focus on prayer this month. Mm-hmm. Um, I think September, we're going to focus on the preaching part. And then November is practicing our faith in December would be focusing on people. Okay. Um and in you know, October is stewardship month and mm-hmm. July is minority mental health month. Then mm-hmm. August is when I take some time off. Mm-hmm. Um, so the sermon series that's how it really set up for the whole year. So everything's pretty much planned out. Wow, we planned out the whole year. Mm-hmm. Oh so we can just like knock these out ahead of time then? Nah. Oh. No, I got to still put it all together and I probably got some titles and topics and some <sighs> illustrations, but the the totality <laughs> of the sermon has not been <laughs> put together yet. Cool. Uh, yeah, so as, as Pastor said, we are in the um, sermon series, Do Not Disturb. And this past Sunday, we spoke about the method for prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've listened to our previous podcast, Pastor, ooh, that was a lot of peace. Um has identified that we need to start with prayer and this was a great sermon to get us kind of centered into the why and almost uh and teaching us kind of reverting back to some fundamental aspects of prayer and so the scripture reference is luke 11 9 through 13. pastor talk to us about what's going on with luke uh in this chapter um where we're at in history i know luke was a doctor lawyer Mm -hmm. he was a doctor um, and now he's he's out here telling people how to pray. So, <laughs> uh, um, so so what's going on here is Jesus is doing his normal routine of mm-hmm. daily prayer. Um, normal routine of daily prayer, and um, and after he finished praying, the disciples come to him and say, "Lord, teach us to pray." And this is how the whole. Um, element of things or the lesson comes for them to learn how to pray. Mm-hmm. And so they see Jesus showing up in prayer. Mm-hmm. They see what he's doing. They see how he's living his life and they're seeing the fruit of prayer mm-hmm. being committed to it. And so they say, Lord, teach us to pray. Mm-hmm. And, and I know for many of us, um, if we don't develop a routine or a habit of praying, we won't commit to it mm-hmm. because uh, it's not as if if I don't pray when I walk out the door, the Lord gonna send fire from heaven or mm-hmm. lightning or something. Or tell me, it could feel like that when we get in trouble. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> but but it, oftentimes it's not immediate. So it, it, if we don't pray, uh, we don't see immediate punishment. And sometimes that punishment, that immediate punishment helps us to do what we need to do. Mm-hmm. So far as if we don't pay our bill, what's going to happen? They're going to turn that phone on. Yep. Or the credit score gonna go down, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so if we don't see that, we're not as motivated to be intentional to be in prayer. And so um, I was reading the book James Clear, the Atomic Habits. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, it's an amazing book um, that I've learned a whole lot from, and he talks about um, starting habits. And I really wanted, I wanna, I. I introduced um, a way to start a habit to the church. He mm-hmm. says, um, if you're going to start a habit, uh, reduce it down to two minutes. Mm-hmm. Every two, you can, any habit you can put in two minutes. So if that's, I want to start reading, mm-hmm. read one page a day. Um, if I'm going to start going to the gym, just get up at the time you're supposed to go to the gym, tie your shoes. You may not even leave the house. But you keep putting yourself in that way. Put on your clothes and go to the door. And you may not even go, but you're developing that habit. And if you develop that habit over time, you'll be intentionally doing it. That's what habits are, that you do it without thinking. And he tells a story of how one of his readers uh, would drive to the gym, stay in the gym for five minutes, go to the gym, do a half a workout, get back in the car and go home. And did that for about six weeks. <laughs> did the same thing for six weeks. Mm-hmm. But then he developed a habit of doing it. And so when he, when he really committed himself to working out, he was already there. He was already in the habit and lost over 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. And so that that's just changing your thinking and how your mind process. Because our habits is, a, is such a mental thing. And so I asked the church and I'm asking those who are listening now. Um, just for seven days, before your feet touch the ground, mm-hmm. pray for two minutes. Mm-hmm. Before you ever get out of your bed, you know, or even if you, some, someone said today as we was in a leadership meeting, um, they had to go to the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> so on your way to the restroom, um, get two minutes of prayer mm-hmm. in. So, you know, so not, without touching your phone. Uh, without checking on anybody else, without knowing anything before you do anything, give God two minutes of prayer. Mm-hmm. And so that will develop the habit of showing up. And that's what James, he was talking about, the author, he was talking about mastering the art of showing up. If we can master the art of showing up, we can accomplish anything we desire and we can do whatever we desire to do based off us showing up. Mm-hmm. And so... So the disciples, they see Jesus constantly showing up. And since they see him constantly showing up, they ask him, teach us to pray. Mm-hmm. And in the sermon, I say, you know, they didn't ask, teach us to preach. No. Because, you no, know, Jesus was a great preacher. And people marveled at his presentation and asked, like, where did this dude come from? How do you know the word like this? They didn't say, teach us to do miracles. They saw Jesus turn water into wine, feed the 5,000, heal the lame, uh, Kurt, uh uh, bring out demons, the possessed. You know, they saw it. They didn't say, "Teach us to do miracles." They they didn't they didn't say, "Teach us to be great leaders." They saw Jesus pull these twelve men together, who were from different places, and and was leading them effectively. They didn't say, "Teach us to be great leaders." They said, "Teach us how to pray," mm-hmm. which shows the importance of prayer. 
in the life of the Christian because it was important in the life of Christ. And since they saw how important it was in the life of Christ, they said this must be something that must be important to us. Mm -hmm. And this is where we find power and strength and anointing to preach and to heal and to deliver and to lead and allow miracles to happen when we commit ourselves to prayer. Mm -hmm. And so this is what this is what going on here. They see Jesus praying and they go to him and ask them, Lord, teach us to pray. Mm -hmm. and, and then Jesus teaches them the model prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, mm -hmm. hallowed be thy name. Right. He teaches the model prayer. That in the model prayer it must include some acknowledgement of who God is. Mm -hmm. uh, it must it must it, it must uh, contains understanding God's will, allowing His will to be done. Uh, it's asking God for daily bread because we cannot control what will happen tomorrow, nor can we change what happened yesterday. We need just for that day. Mm -hmm. He teaches us that in every prayer. It must be forgiveness, mm -hmm. not just of us, but forgive the power to forgive others. And mm -hmm. we're going to talk about that this week and our sermon this week. Um, <laughs> and, and so and then it also says, lead us not into temptation. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think those elements of prayer Jesus gives us in the model prayer, the model, he gives us the model of how to pray. And then he gives an example uh, of the motivation for prayer because he tells of a parable with a woman who was persistent and, and she's knocking, uh, I mean, not a woman, I'm sorry, of the man who goes to his friend's house mm -hmm. knocking on the door, asking for some bread and the owner of the house do not come to the door uh, because it's late at night and his family is in the bed and, he's, <clears throat> and he says he gets up and go get him some bread not because he was his friend but because he was persistent. Mm. And that's what we must be in prayer. We must be persistent in our prayers. And so we see the model, we see the motivation, and then we get to the method. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you had on some some really good things that I, I kind of just want to back up a little oh, bit and bad. ask up a little. It's it's cool. It's cool. It's um. So so we're talking about uh, the disciples are seeing Jesus pray, and I think it's really important to kind of emphasize the fact that they're not interested in the preaching or the miracles, which are can be outward facing, right? That's the, the spectacle. That's what people, most people were mm -hmm. kind of drawn to. And the fact that the disciples wanted to learn to be in solitude and not in public, I think really speaks to how they understand that relationship with God or with Jesus and how to, and how to build that. And this is this is my lack of of education in this, but because I just I know of a couple times when Jesus went away to pray. Was this, and and usually it's around the crucifixion. Mm -hmm. So, was this like a regular habit of Jesus? Like once a week he went away in solitude to pray, or um, uh, he uh, like he prayed daily. He he, he got away and prayed daily, mm -hmm. right? You see in Matthew 14, um, he tells them to get on the boat and go to the other side. And while they go to the other side, he go in the mountain and he's praying. Okay. Um, and, and so, um, let's go to Luke 11. Um, and, and it speaks to, you know, Jesus was intentional of praying 
but not just praying by himself or when he was intentional to allow his disciples to see him pray. Mm-hmm. And so they see the way that he's praying and what he's doing and they want to model what he's doing. Right? It says one day Jesus was praying in a certain place and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Mm-hmm. Right, And so it, it, it was a routine of his. It wasn't just something he did one day or mm-hmm. once uh, once a week or before he was about to die. <laughs> it, it, it was a routine in which Jesus practiced mm-hmm. that enticed um, the disciples to want to know, hey, can you teach us how to do what you're doing? Yeah. Um, for you, Pastor, I know you, I'm sure you've had different elements and spaces that you've um, escaped to do prayer. Could you either share with us either what it was like when you were first forming this habit of prayer or what you plan to include as you continue to grow in your prayer life. Right. So, you know, church has been a part of my life all my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the love of God in church really came upon me when I was about eight years old. Mm -hmm. And so um, really first introduced to this intentionality in prayer was by Pentecostal Church. Miss mm-hmm. um, Washington, Mother Washington, Minister Washington, I don't know what her pronoun was, uh, but her last name was Washington. <laughs> uh, uh, but she um, used to come to our house every Tuesday night and we would be praying. To your, to your actual house? To the actual house. Okay. And we would be praying. And Pentecostal, she... she was telling us that we weren't saved until we spoke in tongues. Okay. So we was on our knees. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. All right. But that was the in that was the developing of relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um and then over the summer we had um um Sister Bessie at Ephesian Missionary Baptist Church. We used to go there, I think it was like noonday or something. Uh, we'd be there most days praying. And so I learned a long time ago the importance of prayer mm-hmm. and also the intentionality in it. And then um, for most of my life, my alarm clock was my mother okay. praying hmm. in the bathroom. Oh. Like not playing praying <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah like going in all the way and so uh i've been around it and so i've known the importance of it majority of my life and so for me i developed that early morning prayer now of course all of us uh, we pray throughout the day so we have routine prayers and then we have like uh, spontaneous prayers. Mm. So in the routine where we're going to pray, this is the time we set, we're going to pray. Okay. Um, so um, that's me every morning. So before I get out of the bed or, or once I get out of the bed, that's what I commit myself to, that mm-hmm. daily devotion of prayer uh, and then reading scripture. Um, and having that in my life. Um, and every morning with the kids, um, while we're driving to school, I have them pray mm. every morning because I drive both home to mm-hmm. school. 
And so just, you know, just being intentional about it, setting it Mm -hmm. uh, a time for you to pray and have that conversation with God. Now, what I need to include in is the more uninterrupted, intentional time with God. Um, Last year, I finished uh, my pastoral leadership leadership class and cultural context at the mm-hmm. University of uh, Marquette University. Congratulations. Yeah. And, uh, and it's a Catholic organization and they're very intentional like having silent retreats mm. where you can talk for days. You just meditate and pray. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And so um I'm used to the hustle and bustle of life and staying in it and going with it. Now I'm going to get up and get my devotional, but once my devotional is over, I'm pretty much running. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be in that space and see how how um, how God can move when we sit still mm. because our minds are more clear. And so I'm looking to adding more prayer retreats Mm-hmm. Or times to pull away where all I'm doing is praying, not planning, right? Because mm-hmm. that's me. I'm a planner and forward thinker and a visionary. Mm-hmm. Always trying to look around the curve <laughs> to see what's <laughs> coming. Uh, but taking that time to just be intentional in prayer. So I think we really want to add more prayer retreats and really like times where that's all I focus on is mm-hmm. prayer and not um, for um, answers, just mm-hmm. to talk to God. Oh, I think that's really, thank you for sharing. I think that's very, being aware of that part, right? Because so many times we can get interrupted. Even with the two minutes, I know in the morning, I, you know, I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for anybody. Just kind of taking on this challenge. It was like, okay, I got my two minutes. Oh, I got to go catch this bus. Oh, I got to make sure I go to this meeting. Oh, no, I need to, I need to get up and go. Because I hit snooze too much. That's my testimony. I hit snooze too much. <laughs> uh, and so understanding that and interrupt the time, right? Because I didn't take, I didn't wake up when my alarm first went off. I didn't put myself at a disadvantage for how I was going to approach the rest of the day um, and bring God with me through that. And, and I think that's very important for us. I also really like... Two, two pieces. So Jesus is intentionally showing his disciples how to pray. And you are also intentionally showing your children how to pray. Mm-hmm. And you're also showing the church. And I don't know if... I don't know if anybody else catches this. But before you go up and preach, there's like some... There's a break in between when the praise team sings and, and you go up there. And your wife prays over you. Mm-hmm. And it is probably the most, it is the most beautiful moment of all this other conversation and stuff going on. And then it's you two being able to separate and create that intentional space for her to to cover you uh, as you come and share the word with with the people. Uh, And so for us to be able to see that and to know that there's intention, there's always intentionality behind the things that you and your family do. I think it's very, um, it's very admirable. Yeah. So yeah, that's my, that's my girl. She hold me down. She, she know what what I need in certain moments. And so I appreciate that a hundred percent. Yeah. I'm not going to get into the points because they are all the same. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I, I, did, I do want to talk more about like how we can break this down and looking at the like ask seeking and knocking mm-hmm. um and how it's very it's very active right like prayer is a verb right. um you talk about um work is accompanied with prayer so again just like like uh, i think we talked about in like a previous episode it was like lord please help me pass this test even though i didn't study for right. it i hadn't been in class the teacher's like who are you like mm-hmm. it's stuff like that and i just thought of like a drake line where he says he says i'm the type to say a prayer and then go get what i just prayed for mm-hmm. um which you know bringing in a little mainstream <laughs> <laughs> but but the 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 intentionality and the actuality of it right like we can't just sit and just be like lord please help lord uh like even within uh the lord's prayer like there's there's action steps that are that are part of it um to make sure that we are continuing that that connection and so i guess my my question for you is like because it's because prayer is active and we need to put that work in when we when I hear the phrase give it to God, how does that fit in with in active prayer? Right. So it says, action shall be given, seeking you shall find, knock and the door shall be open. And all of these words are verbs that are in present tense in the Greek. Um, See y'all, he's teaching us Greek again. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> and, and and so what what it's saying is what Jesus ultimately saying is not just ask one time, but keep on asking. Okay. Not just seek one time. Keep on seeking. Mm-hmm. Not just knock one time. Mm-hmm. Keep on knocking. So he's really saying keep seeking, keep knocking, keep asking. Okay. Right? And so that that, that was what, what prayer is. It is I'm going to keep Asking God for it until I get what I need. Mm-hmm. Jesus talks about the man that's go to the house and knocks on the door until he get the bread that he need. He talks about the woman in Luke eighteen who goes to the the judge and and to go to the king and keep asking for justice and she gets what she need because she's persistent in what she's asking for. And so, just because I keep asking God does not mean I lose faith in God. Just because I keep asking God is not me saying uh, um, that I'm not leaving it there. Mm-hmm. No, we've been, you've heard that someone just give it to the Lord and leave it there. Yeah. But but you need to, I'm going to keep giving it to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it there. But if he don't pick it up, right. <laughs> I'm going to keep on praying. Mm-hmm. I need you to take this. I need this. I need you. You feel what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And so that's why I, I often look at the relationship between uh, man and God and then the relationship between uh, um, parent and child, mm-hmm. right? Uh, if if I tell my child I'm gonna do something for them, uh, they gonna say, continue to remind me of what I said I would do for them until I do for them what I said I would do. Mm-hmm. They're not going to nobody else asking them mm-hmm. because they know they can't do it for them. Only their parent can do it. Don't make me shout at him. They, that's <laughs> it. They, they, they know, hey, if I ask dad to do this, this is only what dad can do. Mm-hmm. And if dad don't do it, can't anyone else do it for me? Mm. And that's where our mentality must be with God. That I'm going to ask God for it. He, they see I already told him. He told him right here, ask mm-hmm. and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knocking the door shall be open. But I'm not going anywhere until I get what I need. And then I'm not going to anyone else to get what I need. 
Mm. And so, and so some would say that this asking, seeking, and um, knocking are the degrees of prayer. Asking is for like daily necessities. Seeking mm-hmm. is looking for direction, and knocking is when you really need something from God. Um, and so, I don't know if there's degrees of separation in this, but uh, if Jesus is really saying that, but I do know whenever you pray, He answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's just the level of prayer. The method is don't stop praying. Simple as that. No, whatever you need, whatever you're looking for. Is all found in God, so stop, don't stop praying until you get what you need, and that does not limit your faith and be praying for the same thing every day. Mm. It does not limit your faith or your trust in God if you're praying for the same thing over and over again. So keep asking, keep seeking, and keep knocking until you get what you need. Yeah, I, I would say I hear that, but I don't want to be annoying to God. Why not? What do you mean? Why not? If it okay, so dude is knocking on the door. I need some bread. I need some bread. I need mm-hmm. some bread. I imagine that his friend is like giving him bread because he is annoyed. Right. So like he's not really giving with a, a a willing heart. He's like go away. Like that's what he wants, and I don't want God to feel that way. Why you get what you need? I mean, yeah, but like now he mad, you know, (laughs) God don't want to answer the names (laughs) of my knocks anymore. (laughs) So, so then, you know, we, 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 we must understand who God is. And we say this and, um, his will be done, but we really don't know what we're praying for. No. Right. And so, and we know God tells, he gives us our heart's desire, Mm -hmm. right? Um, if we know what we want, we should ask for it. Now, if we know who God is, we'll know if our desire is lining up with God's will or not. Mm. Right? And so and so if we know what I'm what I'm asking for, if this is aligning with God's will, I'm gonna keep praying for it until God gives me what I need. Right? Mm-hmm. I graduated seminary, uh, at least I graduated my D man. In 2017, since 2017, I have been praying to teach seminary. Mm. It didn't happen to 2021. But I also have been praying to teach preaching, mm-hmm. which may not happen until 2023. Mm. But I'm going to keep praying until I get what I want. And prayerfully, it is in line with God's will for mm. my life. Now, it's not in line with it. I'm willing to accept that. Okay. And we're going to talk about that next. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to accept that. But I'm going to keep asking. keep knocking. I'm going to keep seeking. I'm going to become an annoyance to God. Yo, my kids don't care how I feel. As long as they get what they need, they're going to keep coming, asking the same question over and over again, getting on my nerves. Until I get them what they are asking for. So we just need to be annoying. Annoying. That's what he said. Keep asking. Keep seeking. Keep knocking. He gives the illustration of a man doing what? Knocking at the door until he gets what he needs. He don't even talk about the feelings of the man who receives something. Mm -hmm. No. He talked about the man who annoyed by him knocking on the door. But the man who received what he wants, he don't say nothing about his emotions, his feelings. Mm. No. Why? Because he got what he wanted. Some bread. 
fine. <laughs> and so then we get to these answers, right? There's, there's, there's three answers to prayer. Yes, no, and not yet. Mm-hmm. No one likes the second one. And we, but I don't know how you grew up, but a not yet sounds like a no to me. Because mm-hmm. that's, how, that's how I was raised. And not yet turned into like a we'll see. Or let's talk, not even the let's talk about when we get home, because I wasn't part of that conversation. But <laughs> but a will see meant, meant no. Not as mom just say no. Um, so how do we handle these no's and not yet's? Because they, I think, I think for us, if it's not yes, then God don't care about me. All right. Right, like, like think. Okay, so we'll we'll go back to that man who's who's persistently knocking, right? And the man that opens the door says no. Mm-hmm. Does that like? Right. That man's upset, or if he says like not yet, the man still needs his bread, but he's not getting it. I guess maybe the question is like, does he need the bread at that point mm-hmm. if he gets a no and a not yet? Right. So it's um it's it's like the videos on TikTok. Pray for me with TikTok. I like watching those videos. Uh, so it's a video of a lady. You know, oftentimes it's a lady, but it's like with the same sound. You know how they do stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, she calls one of her friends and like, hey, my husband hates me. He don't like me anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he said he want a divorce. He don't want to be with me. He about to kick me out. And then the husband said, I didn't say that. I just said you couldn't go to Popeye's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> you, know, yep. you, know, you know what I'm saying? And so that's how we feel sometimes when God says no or not yet. Mm-hmm. We feel as if he hate us, he don't want us, he don't want to be with us. And when God is saying no, no to Popeye's, but he's saying yes to Panera Bread. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm, yeah. you feel what yeah. I'm saying, and and so since we didn't want Panera Bread, we're angry about it. We get upset with God. So when you receive this, not yet or no, don't stop praying. Mm-hmm. I give two illustrations in this point, and mm-hmm. one is when when I first started pastoring, um, I, I I was just totally assuming God was not hearing my prayers at all. Mm-hmm. Many bedsides, um, I was, I was stand by and pray for individuals hoping for longer life. Mm-hmm. But instead of longer life, they would die. And I was assuming, Lord, is it me? Right. Because, you know, I'm a pastor now. At least at this time, I'm an interim pastor. I'm not even a full-time pastor. I'm a pastor, and if I'm praying for people, they should be living. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you think that? Yeah. Um, but... God told me, he showed me, yo, I'm the ultimate decision making from your prayers. Your prayer is only a request. Right? Mm. And, and and that understanding that looking at this text it is challenging to go about, right? Yeah. Because as whoever acts shall receive, whoever seeks shall find, and whoever knocks the door, it shall be open to them. But then we often get answers. Mm-hmm. But the answer is yes, no, or not yet. Mm. And so that's where the frustration come in on our part 
that sometimes God is saving us from ourselves. True. Right? Yeah. Because we pray for stuff um, that, that we want, not knowing the consequences of that want, and then we find ourselves in trouble. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, Israel prayed for a king, and they had a king, two successful kings, and after that, the kingdom split, and then after that, they just was in captivity most mm-hmm. of the time because they, they kept getting invaded. Yep. <laughs> you, you, you know what I'm saying? And so, so sometimes we pray for stuff that we can't handle and God blocks us from it and we, and we can't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Because we say, hey, I wanted that promotion then or I wanted that job then. And if you look back on it, you're glad you didn't take it. Or you mm-hmm. wanted that bull or bay yeah. then and then you see them a couple of years later and you're like, God, I'm, I'm glad you let me dodge that. Yes. Because I thought that was the one. You feel you feel Prayers of Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? And so and so uh God shields us and when those moments come where God is not answering our prayers like we thought he would, don't stop praying. And I speak to Mother Henderson. Mm-hmm. Nah, I didn't know how moving that was, but it moved me while I was preaching it. She shows us how to handle a no from God. Mm-hmm. Right, for months. I'm talking about for months. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Mother Henderson would get on the prayer line and say, "Please pray for my son Stephen and his friend Joe Horn." Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Mm-hmm. That's how I know their names to this day. Mm-hmm. I never had met them guys. I don't think prior to Mother Henderson praying for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's 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 she is. With tears sometimes. Um, a couple of times she thought she couldn't get on. so And she finally get on and she's frantic. And she still lifts up the same prayer. She didn't say pray for me. She didn't say pray that God give me comfort and my son was to die. Or all she says is, Pastor, all I need is you to pray for my son Stephen and his friend Joe Horn. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, the same prayer. She kept asking. She kept seeking. She kept knocking. Mm. And both of them died. Mm. Both both of her prayer requests, her prayer requests for a longer life, both died. But she's still on the call. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Mm. <laughs> you, 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 you hear what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She still commits. Monday Henderson, I think, is 90 or almost 90. I don't know. I think she just celebrated. I think it's 90. Don't put her age out there, Pastor. Um, oh, my fault, Mother Henderson. I'm sorry. I love you, girl. Uh, but but she she's lived life to have enough mature faith in Jesus Christ that she understands that if God makes a decision that's beyond her ability to change, then God knows what's best. And if God knows what's best, I'm not going to stop praying because I didn't get my prayer answered like I wanted it to. Mm. She taught me so much. You know, and it wasn't until writing this sermon where I realized the lessons in which she was teaching all of us that we cannot stop praying even, even when we don't get what we like. Mm. We got to appreciate it all. And so that's what it is to count it all joy. And that's what it is to know all things work together for the good. She proved so, excuse me, she proved so much in that moment where she continued to pray even when she didn't get what she desired. Wow. It's 
So don't stop praying. That's the method right there. You just don't stop. Um, and so the kind of the last piece with it, you talk about Pentecost mm-hmm. and how. Uh, tell me with the timeline. I I think I keep I keep switching it. So Jesus dies on the cross. He right he right. Rose from the dead in three days. <laughs> and then it's 50 days mm-hmm. until they see him. No. They see him for about 40 days. He's around for about 40 days. Just kicking it. Yeah, just hanging out with everybody can see him, right? <laughs> He's showing his scars. Hey, look right here. <laughs> Check me out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you see this one. You yeah, see this? yeah, yeah. They thought they had me this time, boy. Yeah, boy got away though. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah. So he shows himself about forty days, and um, and um, after he shows himself about forty days, and then then um, the disciples and um, I was talking to the American Baptist uh, executive minister for the state of Wisconsin. She was saying, was looking at COVID. Mm-hmm. How, you know, prior to COVID, we were saying about 350 a week, 350 people a week. Mm-hmm. Now we're saying about probably 120, 140, somewhere in there. And that's great numbers. Mm-hmm. But initially, you know, we were saying 20, yep. 30 people, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so she was saying, after Jesus went through all of this, taught, fed 5,000, everybody knew his name, he was famous, but on Pentecost, it was only 120 people praying. Mm. 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 At least the 5,000 men should have been there. He fed. That's what you know what I'm saying? At, at, at least at least the 5,000 uh, 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 men, not counting women and children, at least they could have came and been involved mm-hmm. but even after this major event happened in human history only 120 people showed up and this is on the day of pentecost okay and so jesus jesus he tells the disciples he says um and, and we'll be finished he says he says if your if, you, if your child come to you asking you for something if they're hungry and they come to you and ask you for um, some bread, would you give them a stone? A fish, would you give them a serpent? An egg, would you give them a scorpion? Mm-hmm. Crazy thought, right? Just, yeah. Jesus, why would you say something like that? And, and you know, you talk about me and my peas and... And my alliteration. Yes. Did you see the alliteration here? I saw that. See I, the stone. At first, I thought you made the it serpent. I like fast. What you doing? The scripture. <laughs> Jesus, he teaches us alliteration. Should be Christ-like. That's, that's the goal. And I saw that. CT, you feel me? Uh, yeah. So he 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 using alliteration. He said, "Would you give him a stone? Would you give him a scorpion? Would you give him a serpent?" Mm-hmm. Things that if they eat, especially if these are things are alive, the serpents and the, the scorpion, and the scorpion, if they're like even on you know, stone, you gonna mess your teeth up. Yeah. Would you Would you give them that gift? And then Jesus said, "You won't even give your kids these types of gifts, and you're evil. <laughs> <laughs> you're meanie. <laughs> he said, you're evil. You, you people are evil." Jesus was super petty. 
He said, he said, you know, you all are evil and you won't even give um, your your children uh, these types of gifts if they're hungry. Mm-hmm. So what makes you think your father in heaven would do this to you? Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> and so. So that's why. And it, and it goes back to father, which goes back to the model prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and and when it goes back to the model of prayer, you know, our father who are in heaven, right? He said, your heavenly father. He said, let them know the same father you're praying to in the model prayer is the father you're talking to with the method of prayer. Don't mm-hmm. stop praying. And if you keep praying, God is going to give you the Holy Spirit to help you do whatever you want to do. And so since Sunday was the actual Pentecost for us, 50 days since Easter, mm-hmm. June 3rd, it was Pentecost. And so it allowed me to intertwine those things together that if we want great victories, if we want to do things extraordinary, we start with prayer because the the 120, they were in the upper room, what? Praying. Mm -hmm. They were on one accord. They were there until the Holy Ghost showed up. And when the Holy Ghost showed up, it came through like a mighty rushing wind. Mm -hmm. Tons of fire descended on them and they began to speak in foreign languages, not in tongues and foreign languages. They were there to speaking in Greek and Hebrew and and uh, whatever languages, African dialects, whatever Chinese dialects, whatever, because it was people there saying, yo. You're speaking in our language. We understand what you're saying. And so since they're speaking in these dialects, this is what I get from this. The day of Pentecost is when the Holy Spirit comes upon us and allow us to do things we're unable to do on our own. They were never taught how to speak in these languages. They didn't have uh, Rosetta Stone. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> they, they, they didn't have any of these things to teach them how to speak. But they had the Holy Spirit. They gave them the ability to do things that are beyond their control because they were willing to start with prayer. It all starts with prayer. And if we're going to make it in this world and be anything God has desired for us to be, we must be committed to prayer, committed to prayer and don't stop praying. That's it. That's it. Don't stop praying. Thank you, Pastor, for joining us today uh, on the MTZ Overflow podcast. Please be sure to check out next week's sermon as we continue to build on it. Can you give us a teaser of the title? Oh, uh, yeah. The title is The Ingredients for Effective Prayer oh. Faith and Forgiveness. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. The forgiveness piece is something we forget about <laughs> with prayer. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah Got to go back and say, yeah, I forgive you and be. Be sincere and I give him a hug. <laughs> and I would do kids. Say you sorry. And I give him a hug. <laughs> so I look forward to um that taking a deeper dive with, with that sermon as well. So have a marvelous day. Continue to uh check out our website for new content and stay marvelous, fabulous, and blessed. Peace. Peace. God bless.